Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we are off and running on a Monday night. That man right there. He is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Second half just underway in Kansas City. The Chiefs up 14-10 to on the New York football Giants. We will certainly have plenty of time to discuss the Saturday afternoon affair in Ann Arbor, or sorry, in East Lansing, which was glorious. Unbelievable. Glorious. Absolutely unbelievable. We will get to that game, but for the time being, second half just underway, Sean uh, let's take a look at where we stand in this one, 14 to 10. And, you know, you look at the Giants, they're dealing, you know, no Saquon Barkley in this game. Um, I just, what is wrong in your mind? Because we expect so much over the years from the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've made two straight Super Bowls, they won one of them, they were an offsides away from making it to three consecutive Super Bowls. And you just look at the offense right now. Patrick Mahomes is 14 for 27, has thrown another pick. I believe they have 18 turnovers on the year. That's the most in the NFL. Yes, they're winning, but they're playing the Giants at home. They're 10.5-point favorites coming into this game, Sean. By the what way, is wrong? Lose. What is yard playing on the money line right now? Yeah. You should. I am. Okay, there yeah. we go. Um, but what is wrong with this Chiefs offense? We know the defense stinks, but... We assume, okay, they're just going to outscore teams. Well, right now they're struggling. Well, I think everybody's always evolving, good or bad. And I think what you're finding with the Chiefs' offense is their evolution hasn't happened as quickly as the defensive that are trying to defend them. So people are doing some things that are giving them problems. And at the end of the day, I just think Patrick Mahomes gets so bored with doing the little things right that, you know, it causes problems. You know, if he would just take the open guy mm-hmm. and allow that guy to make somebody miss, then the offense would really go up and down the field. But, I mean, he's so gung-ho on trying to make the big play all the time. It's really biting him. By the way, right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, plus 450 Ooh. on the money line for, for the, the Giants. New York Giants, who just got stuffed on yeah. uh, on an option the play. Guy is there Daniel, for a Jones. Reason, Daniel Jones. You gotta, you gotta, if we're going to run the option here in the NFL, you got to, you know, Go look at some Navy but film. But you know what? You that's that. not his fault. 
Explain. When, when they drafted Daniel Jones oh, from yeah. Duke, there's nothing in his whole portfolio <laughs> yeah. at Duke that said he's going to be an option quarterback. Running the option. You know, then on Ooh. the big third down, you call it option play for a guy that doesn't run the option. So when he makes a bad read, it's on the play caller. So the Giants have punted away down to the 15-yard line. Patrick Mahomes here tonight, 14-27, as mentioned, uh, 117 through the air, a touchdown and a pick. An elite play caller puts Kadarius Toney, who was an All-State quarterback, Ooh. coming out of high school at quarterback for that play. He threw a pass today. I saw that. You recruited him for I quarterback, did. right? One of the most dynamic players I've ever recruited. Did you think you had any shot? Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah, I did. Because Florida was lying to him. They were telling him he was going to play quarterback. <laughs> And I had convinced him that it was a lie, <laughs> but it's just something about, I guess, SEC that makes one of these days in South Florida difficult. I want to maybe in the in the off season when it's a little when it's a little lighter on the sports front. Uh huh. I want to do a segment, and we're gonna you know dress you up in your USF gear. I'm gonna be a recruiter, and I want you to recruit me. Okay. Because <laughs> I want the pitch. I mean, this guy right here was what. Uh, recruiter of the year, yeah. uh, according to two four seven sports rivals. Rivals. Oh, don't want to don't want to mix up. That's you don't want to mix up those websites. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, AAC recruiter of the year. Yeah, man. I I need I need the full pitch. I need to know like I'm a five star quarterback. We'll do, do that. All right, Aaron, note that one. We gotta we gotta do that one. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, so you look at and in the AFC right now. So fourteen to ten, we got a break in the action. Uh, so. Take a look at the live line again. It's ticked up a point. Chiefs minus eight and a half, uh, plus four twenty-five on the money line for the Giants. Minus six seventy-five on the Chiefs. The only bet that I placed in this game, and it wasn't anything crazy, but I just felt like Mahomes is gonna get it going right at some point offensively. So I, I played the over two and a half touchdowns, kind of a square play. But I just felt like with the stinkiness of this defense that the Chiefs have that they're going to have to score some points, which is kind of true. Um, but when Mahomes has thrown one touchdown so far, it was a, a pass to Tyreek Hill, which I believe he had Kelsey wide open uh, on that. And yeah, it was, again, the little things. Yeah. He's got Kelsey wide open. That's his first read. But, you know, in his head, he's already thinking about making a dynamic throw through three defenders to Tyreek Hill in the back of the end zone. So he's 20, what, five? Yeah, he's young. Um, already won an MVP, already won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, thought of as he's super talented. in the upper echelon. So, what does he? He's need developed to do? bad habits. Okay, and so like playing Aaron quarter, Rogers, playing you quarterback said, is about muscle memory. Yeah. So when you get in the game, if if in practice you don't ever take your proper drop, you don't throw the ball off a bat, on balance with with a, a a good base behind you. When you get in the game, you're not going to do it either. You're going to do what you do every day, and he's practicing throwing sidearm and behind his back and jumping and throwing. And he gets in the game, he tries to repeat those throws, and he's capable, but it heightens the percentage chance that something bad happens. And so that's why you see the 10, 11 interceptions yeah. this year. That's why you see the fumbles. You know, That's why you see the, the third down conversions going down because he's just taking too many risks. Quick. And it's not like at this point in his career you can really Change. coach him. I mean, he's got the big contract. He's part owner of a couple of professional franchises in Kansas City. <laughs> he's brought you a ring, yeah. an MVP. You just you're sitting there like, man. I hope he looks in the mirror sometime soon. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, what do you do if you're a coach in this situation? Because well, I would coach him. Like I coach you him. You have hard. to, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would tell him, listen, we're tired of hearing you saying my my bad. I mean, he said that a lot after games this year. Yeah, you know, my fault. I got to play better. Okay, when you gonna do it? Yeah, and, and, and then I, he comes down this game. What's the first thing he does? He jumps up and tries to throw a ball over two defenders on like the five yard line. It gets ricocheted and picked. <laughs> yeah, it is. It has been. It's been bizarre because you just. And this is what the NFL. This is why the NFL is so great, Sean. Because you just got. You see what Mahomes did the first season. He's the full time starter. Mm -hmm. He wins the MVP. The second year, they win the Super Bowl, and now you're thinking, all right, well, what can't this guy do? And last year, in towards the end of the season, right, they kept winning, but they weren't covering. They weren't looking great. They get through the playoffs. They squeak past the Browns, and they, they really beat up on the Bills pretty good. And then they get to the Super Bowl, and your Bucks uh, just obliterate that line, hold them to nine points, yep. 
And I won't say that has given the league um, the blueprint because they still went out there. Were they fortunate to beat the Browns week one? Yeah, probably. Still got that win. Uh, they blew the lead against the Ravens. And it's been kind of a just a, an up and down year for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know what how to put my finger on this Chiefs team because the expectations are so lofty. And, and maybe that, you know, and I feel like we already crowned them as the next Patriots, which is, you just can't do that. If you give me one second, just keep vamp for one second. <laughs> just keep talking. Yes, I want to show you something. So in the 2020 draft, yep. the Kansas City Chiefs with the 32nd pick. Oh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. Well, with the 35th pick in that draft, the, DeAndre, the Detroit Lions selected DeAndre Swift. And with the 41st pick, the Inlapis Colts selected Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. And if you ask what's missing from this Chiefs offensive attack, it's a run game. Think about having Swift or Taylor, better yet, Taylor. Taylor. In, on, in this offense. So it's like you, you don't look at it like that until somebody, like, shows you this is the mistake they made. You know, it's sort of like the Raiders coming out of that draft with Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards when they took Ruggs in front of Jerry Judy and Justin Jefferson and all those guys. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Those kind of mistakes, they get magnified every time you get on the field. So their issue is they made some bad draft picks, starting with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just don't know how you can look at his college film and then look at DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor and say, I'm going to take Edwards-Hilaire over those two. And the ironic part was, remember week one last year, that Thursday night football opener, Edwards-Hilaire goes off. He's kind of he's crowned rookie of the year by everyone. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, this is unfair for the Chiefs. And now he's dealing with durability issues. He's out right now. Um, and it, it, it almost felt like the Chiefs got a little too cute. They're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah we'll, just, we'll just get this guy. Sort of like the Raiders drafting <laughs> Colin Farrell oh, yeah. <laughs> in the top five. Well, and this year they drafted Alex Leatherwood in the, uh, in the top 20. Who knows? That might work out. He's a starter. Yeah. But everyone, I mean, everywhere you looked. Uh, Sterling Shepard, by the way, has been ruled out dealing with a quad injury. So, Shepard out for the Giants. Uh, the Giants defense, another stop. Uh, live line has moved down now. Chiefs minus seven. And that Giants money line, maybe people are listening to Sean over here, is ticking down plus 375. It was, uh, what, plus 450 yeah. uh, when we started this show? So why it is now plus it? 375. Like, why wouldn't you take it? I mean, the Chiefs have done nothing yeah. that would dissuade you. I guess just look at. I mean, you got, you're you're betting with Daniel Jones, which is and no Saquon Barkley. Yes, and, and at some point we and have no to, Sterling Shepard. At some point we have to get to the fact that I have had Kirk Cousins <laughs> tucked away in the corner for a reason, <laughs> and everybody told me ah, I got the Vikings at a great number. It opened Cowboys favorite, and then it was yeah. I was like, when you you're gonna bet with Kirk Cousins? Shout out to Cooper Rush, by the way, too. He balled out. Yeah, he he played well, and uh, look. I was like, Kirk, a, Kirk Cousins was awful, and Mike Zimmer might have been worse. It, his, I mean, he is a disaster. For all of you that hit me up on Twitter and say that I'm too mean to Kirk Cousins, this is why. I'm trying to save you from experiencing the pain that only Kirk Cousins can inflict. <laughs> yeah, Viking fans know about it. Cooper Rush was impressive, man. And uh, that was uh, that was quite the performance. 14-10, Chiefs leading the Giants in the third quarter. We'll come on back right here on the Nightcap. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. This segment of the Nightcap is being brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is an ICAP here on VEASAN. That gentleman right there, Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Super Bowl champion. I am Tim Murray, and it is 14-10 still in Kansas City. Giants just punted the wall away. We're about midway through the third quarter. Uh, now the live line just has jumped with the Chiefs getting a stop. Back to Chiefs minus 7.5. Money line back to plus 425 on the New York Giants. I'm telling you, if you guys are online, go ahead and take the Giants' money line. I can feel it. I can see the ebb and flow of the game. The Giants are going to find a way to win this late. Well, it would go with the narrative of the week, right? Cooper Rush, Mike White, um, I mean, a handful of quarterbacks you've never heard of. Not that Daniel Jones is a guy you've never heard of, but no Saquon Barkley. Think back to Thursday night with all the injuries or the COVID situation uh, that the Packers were dealing with. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. With most people knowing that Dak was going to be out? Or do you think it was that up in the air? I think it was. That people thought Dak might play? Because I was shocked that I think only like two people had the Vikings and Survivor. Yeah, no, that's a good call. Um, no, I think a lot of people, it was it was suspected. And I think the odds makers, the, the line clearly indicated he's out. Chris Andrews came on the show Thursday right. night and said, he's out. he's out. Right. It wasn't official until Sunday. And there was a good moment of Dave Ross on uh, on the green zone, big cowboy fan, uh, just kind of putting his hands over his face because of uh, <laughs> of Dak being ruled out. But it didn't matter because Cooper Rush, man, what a throw, what a touchdown throw there at the end of the game. Yeah, man, so shout out, he played great. Congratulations played to the great. Cowboys. Uh, the but, Viking season is pretty much lost. I feel like at this point. Yeah, Dallas. I don't know who's in that. Yeah, Green Bay's gone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Green Bay. I mean, and, and to make Ran the playoffs, yeah. yeah, gonna be tough. Gonna be tough because of the NFC South. Yeah, I you mean, know? you look at Tampa Bay. Yeah, and then or sorry, um, New Orleans. They're yeah. they're looking good to make a playoff. Because you assume that the West would put two teams in: Rams, Cardinals. Yep, and then and right now New Orleans would have 
that one of those wild cards. So still one is up in the air yeah. uh, in in the NFC. Survivor tonight, Ooh. 734 people well, have the Chiefs. And 41% had, uh, as I'm just, we're just staring at a Patrick Mahomes yeah, deep so ball underthrow. You know, if I'm a DB coach, like, I'd be infuriated. Man, intercept the ball. I mean, watch this. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, 22, great coverage. Okay, he's baiting this throw. That coverage is all about doing this and just catch the ball. Um, <laughs> I mean, good jeez. So Survivor, 871 yeah. contestants had the Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. I tried uh, to warn you guys. Derek Stevens in, uh, in the nightcap Survivor has been eliminated. Big Balls has the Chiefs, had one Bengals, two Chiefs. I had three Bengals, one Chiefs. So if we want the nightcap survivor to have another week, the Chiefs need a win here. Uh, but yeah. I'm going against you guys in a nightcap survivor. If, if the Chiefs, why are you such a player hater? Because with, you guys don't listen to me. You always, what nah, week did you get knocked out? So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm is, actively rooting against you guys. <laughs> so, you know, maybe not Wilbo. But who did you tell us to pick the Jaguars? No, that was the week before. I didn't have any survivor uh, suggestions. No, this you week. didn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, if the Chiefs lose tonight, that would be seventy-five percent of the Circa Survivor entrance would be gone. Right. Eight hundred seventy-one on the Bengals. That's forty-one percent. That's the biggest knockout uh, we've seen so far. And there's seven thirty-four that have. The Chiefs tonight, right? Correct, and that was 34.4%. So if the Chiefs were to fall, 1,605. By the way, uh, shouts to the seven people who just didn't put in. Yeah, I know. I mean, how do you get this? I, I just, yeah. how do you get this far into Survivor Week 8 and light your money on fire? Yeah. Just take $1,000. Crazy. But Derek said that, like, light that it on happens fire. all the time. I know. Every week you see it. it it's... Yeah. It's dumbfounding to me. So I have a question for you. Because I know a couple of people that are actually still in Survivor. So we were watching the games and they were they all made it through. They did not take no the Bengals. No Bengals. Wow, good yeah, for they them. They did not take the Bengals. Um So the question came up. By the way, the Bengals were up eleven I know. in the fourth quarter yeah. against Mike White. Magic Mike. He was great. So at what number would you start talking about a chop? Like, in your mind, let's say you were still alive in the real Survivor. At what number would you start trying to reach out and see if the guys wanted to oh. split it? I mean, you could just hedge it yourself, though. You could start hedging off, and depending on where you are, uh, doing the math. I think you're still a ways away. I don't know, week 12 or 13? I mean, because I can't remember how many people... It was 2,100 in it coming into yesterday. Well, I can't remember how many people last year... Uh, chopped. It was it was in the hundreds. I want to say low hundreds, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe eighty five or something. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, there was a there was a chop last year. Um, that's it. Thirty five. Aaron Oster with the uh, with the with the knowledge. So thirty five. That's not that's not that bad. Yeah. Um, I would have played it out. Well, yeah, I would play it out too. Yeah, I would play it out. I would play it out. I think you can. Open- I, I would not. I would not chop before we got to Thanksgiving. No. Yeah. There's going to be too many people in there. And then I want to get to Christmas. Because I wouldn't want to reward people that played it. Like, we were going to chop before Christmas so they didn't factor in having teams available on that Christmas day so they had some options. But who cares because I got knocked out in week two. I mean, what happened yesterday to the Bengals? I mean, that was stunning. But I I was watching the game. This is what happens with a young team that has success. Right. They don't realize the intensity it takes once you become the hunted to maintain that success. So, like, I really felt like they didn't play with the same vigor that they had the previous week. Like, they weren't running to the ball. They weren't being as disciplined as they were. They didn't have the same energy overall. Mm -hmm. Like, they they had like that, oh, this is the Jets. We're going to be straight. And when you give a – a wounded animal life, and you know he figures out, okay, I might can make it back home tonight and, and be able to wake up tomorrow. You know he starts 
you know, feeling himself. And that's what they did with the Jets. And, it, and ultimately, it, it bit them. Because when you put yourself in that position, now a terrible call. Let's talk about how bad oh my of a God. call this was on third down. That was one of, I mean, the... You should have gotten a stop. You should have the ball back with significant multiple, amount of timeouts. I mean, that... Yes, that was a terrible call by and, the and I And I know the Bengals, you could argue, shouldn't be in that situation against a team that has a right. backup quarterback in. But I don't... It's the NFL, yeah, man. It's and, terrible and, call. and like, what are we doing? And they reviewed it, which makes it even worse. Lowering the helmet, helmet to helmet. I mean, that is one of the worst calls that I can re- remember. Terrible. I mean, I'm watching it right here. I mean, Sean, he's just. I know. He's just trying to make a tackle. Yeah. He's he's perfect form to make a form tackle. And because the running back and lowers, the running his, back lowers his head. Yeah, I know. And it's. I, I brought it up. Terrible absolutely call. Absolutely. Terrible call. Gross. But again, when you. Don't handle your business early. You put yourself in that position. Right. You know, so now back to the drawing board. And so where these losses end up really, really becoming illuminated is when we get into the playoffs. Like these bad losses are the difference between having to go on the road mm-hmm. or being at home. Well, th- I mean, coming into yesterday, Sean, the Cincinnati Bengals were the number one seed yeah, I know. in the AFC. Tennessee. Tennessee's number one now. Right? Are the Raiders. I think it's Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. It's in first in the AFC. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Either them or Tennessee. I think it's Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's 6-2 and because the Raiders were off right, yesterday. Right. So Raiders are tied for se- Well, they're in second. Yeah, with the Ravens yep. and the Bills. Yep. And, yeah, the AFC is going to be fascinating uh, because, you know, the NFC is so uh, top-heavy with the teams that they have. Uh-oh. But the depth. Uh-oh. Oh, hey-oh. Uh-oh. Travis Kelsey, man, they just can't. Hopefully he was down. Stay out of their own way. Yeah, hopefully he was down. Travis Kelsey on third down was just fighting second, for extra. Second and 20. Was it second and 20? Uh-huh. It's fighting for extra yardage and turns it over. If so, that would be the 19th turnover of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's fighting. Oh, no, he out. lost it. Yeah. Man, the Chiefs, man, they can't Get those Giants money line plays of in. their own way. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. What happened on Saturday? We'll discuss that next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here for only 99 bucks. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. Hey, I just wrote a Big East today. This is a great deal at only 99 bucks for the rest of the football season. Sign up now, vcin.com backslash subscribe. That is Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. I'm getting pretty geeked up for uh, college hoops. I know you're a big dookie. Reading up on your duke. Hey, duke yes. Yes. I will be unbearable. I'm going to apologize beforehand if Duke has a national champion type. Team, Can you at least, are you going to put your money where your mouth is? 100%. Yeah, get some futures. Well, I don't generally bet with Duke because we never get good prices. Yeah, I know, but still, yeah. just put a little bit. Put like a 100 bucks on it yeah. just so we can have something. Yeah. We'll have a, we'll have a pizza it. party if they win the national championship. <laughs> I got a couple futures. We'll get into that later. I know what I am going to do. I'm going to bet. Ooh, man, Giants. Play the Giants money line, folks, if you're listening. You've I'm been saying you. that. I give you credit. We'll see how it plays out here. They are the Giants. I, I can always tell the way a game is going if the underdog is live. Yeah. The Giants are super live. Absolutely. Like run DMC, like first time seeing them in concert live. Like <laughs> my Adidas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you, don't, you don't often get to back the Giants and feel good about no. it. No. I'm telling you, do it tonight. Uh, ball at the 21-yard line. DraftKings right now plus 220. So that oh, money line is, keeps on coming down. And totage. now you're now you're starting to see. Totage. You're starting to see that Chiefs defense get a little bit leaky there 
with 30 seconds and rolling left in the third quarter. 14-10, Chiefs leading. Another turnover by the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, the uh, the most recent culprit, fumbling it away. And now that money line is down to 180 uh, there at DraftKings as we stare at it. And we're uh, we going to get one more play before the end of the quarter here? We'll see. Uh, but Sean King, Tim Murray with you. And while we let this game unfold, we have Mike Farron, a uh, buddy of mine, been on the show before from MLB Network on the radio side. He will be joining us live from Houston. Give us his thoughts on game six. Good game. Sean. Max Freed, right? Yeah. Are you nervous yet? Hell yeah. Of course. I'm in. Grand slam in the first inning. You should hedge. No. Didn't you say Houston is plus two something to win this They series? were plus four something yesterday. You should hedge. No. I'm, I'm going all in, man. Why? All right. You why why would you say to me to hedge? Well, because Houston's bats finally woke up, and that's the danger. Because yeah. baseball is so streaky. I'm gonna eat into my profit though. Well, don't do it. If you weren't, then don't. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Well, don't. I mean, people told me to hedge after the Braves won Game One. I didn't. What do you think Max Fried is gonna do tomorrow? Hopefully, what he did in September, not what he's done in the past two starts. Right. I need that. And who's pitching for Houston? Uh, uh, they're going with Garcia. Is that the Jerry Curl? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah let's see. Just saying. God. I hate the way. I, hate Man, the, I, I was going out trick-or-treating with my son yesterday. Right before we go out, you know, he's getting in his costume there. We're ready to go. Grand slam. I'm dancing around. My wife knows about the future. We're high-fiving, walking around, keeping an eye. One of their couple houses had a game on. I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Five four, get back after trick or treat and putting the little guy down. Six five, seven five, eight five. I'm like, all right, this is done. This well, is done. The game spread is for the uh, the actual result of the game, or is that for the series? That's how the series okay to conclude. Um, so if you think the Astros will win in seven, it's the only way they can win is plus one ninety. So basically, that's telling you if Astros win tomorrow, they win the series. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be uh, they'll be a favorite. So come on, come on, pull the ticket in. I'm pulling for you in this one. I, I know am. you put out a yeah. tweet yesterday that yeah. was very nice. Yeah, I was thinking about was very my nice. dude. I was like, very nice. You know, I was trying. I was trying to read it. And I'm like, okay, how is this somehow like jinxing me? <laughs> is he like putting out the bad mojo? And I was like, oh, I think this is actually. I think this is actually a genuine tweet. Oh, a genuine tweet from Sean King. One of my homeboys. We're sitting there. We're having a cigar, and he's a. Uh, you know, you're the only person I know that can pat somebody on the back and cut their neck off at the same time. I know, that's what I was figuring out. I'm like, somehow, somehow this is this is condescending or this no. is this is negative. I was pulling for you. Well, I was uh I was sitting there on Saturday afternoon. Um the only ticket I had on this game, I had uh Michigan State in the William Hill contest. That was uh-huh. the, I didn't play it on the side, but I was pulling for you in this game. Yeah. And my goodness. What a game. What a game. Uh, and Kenneth Walker, you know, I thought your ticket uh, on the Heisman was might as well. It wasn't done. He would probably get invited to, to the ceremony, but he wasn't going to win it. Now? Are you kidding me? Woo! That I still is, don't think he's going to win it, but I that, just, I'm just glad that I was able to see it that early. Five. You. That yeah. is, yeah. I give you... I, as much as, as I give you a lot of grief because you give it to me, so I like to dish it back out. And I'm like, yeah, you. it was a Thursday night. We're sitting here watching Northwestern Michigan State Michigan play State. Northwestern. Yep. Cool. Congratulations. I mean, you nailed it, man. And you were, you were on that Kenneth Walker train before <laughs> anyone on this earth. And even if he doesn't bring it home, the Heisman Trophy, that is, you were on it, touchdown Giants, by the way, and Evan Ingram into the end zone, and the Kansas City Chiefs are now trailing to yes. the New York Giants at home in the fourth quarter this weekend, man. This, you you know weekend. who's really scaring me in the Heisman? It's Caleb Williams. I'm just telling you, he's really, really He's really good. Me. He's really good. They're going to need him to be really great, and I think he's going to be really great. So... I'm just. This, I have, he, I'm super nervous about him. I have an issue with with the thought. And and, and look, everywhere you know, DraftKings is at eight to one. Um, I think uh, here at Circa, I want to say it's seven to one on Caleb Williams. I 
CJ Stroud's not that guy. He's great. Yeah. He's great. Caleb Williams is. But I just I can't give the Heisman Trophy to a guy who did not play half the hey, season. I'm with you. I 100% I think agree. Matt Corral, who is tremendous, he's done. I think the my thing that's going to help Caleb is none of the other guys that were household names coming into the season have balled out. Remember what that list looked like? Oh, yeah. The Spencer Rattler. DJ. DJ Uyunglele. So those guys have been replaced now. Mm-hmm. You know, and Bryce and, Young Bryce Young actually deserves it. And no one th- on this list, you know, Bryce Young didn't play this weekend. No one on this list has, I mean, I guess outside of Kenneth Walker, who's who's really had a Heisman moment. You could say Caleb Williams did against Texas. That yeah. was his first game of the year. Yeah, Caleb, every game has been a Heisman moment. I don't know how much of Oklahoma you've watched. I mean, they're great. He, he is phenomenal. Look, I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he is Patrick Mahomes-ish. Like, the velocity that he gets on the football, the amount of plays that he makes when everybody around him has done a terrible job at doing their job. I mean, I'm just telling you. And you know me. I'm very hard on quarterbacks. I am very hard. Caleb Williams is the real deal. The Oklahoma quarterback, I'm just telling you, he is the real deal. You mean the pride of? Gonzaga High School in Washington, yes. D.C. And I'm scared because for those of, you, those of you that don't know, I have a 100-1 ticket on Kenneth Walker to win the Heisman. And I'm terrified because Oklahoma's going to need Caleb to be Superman to get through the season unscathed, and I really think he's going to be Superman. So they got bye week this week, uh, does Oklahoma. Um, I, I think, there. I mean, there are so many big games down the stretch. Obviously, I'll, if Bryce Young plays like he has been playing. So here's where Bryce Young will win or lose the Heisman. SEC Championship championship game versus Against the best defense in the country. If he balls out, it's his. Even if they lose and I think he plays well, I think he still could win it. Um, I agree. I think C.J. Stroud and Kenneth Walker, they get the the head-to-head matchup. I just don't think C.J.'s that good. Like, when you look at him, like, he's in a great system with phenomenal offensive talent, but I don't see him in 2021 as a Heisman caliber talent. I see him as a kid that's going to be good eventually. That's just playing with unbelievable guys around him. I tend to agree. Um, but at the end of the day, someone has to win it. True. And if Olav, or excuse me, if Stroud, and this is why I played it. Remember when we talked about yeah. it? It was 30 to one. This is why I played it. Mm-hmm. He didn't even play that well against Penn state, but they won the game. So they're still alive. He's got a couple other opportunities there, Nebraska, Purdue, to build up those stats and then look at the end of the season. Michigan State at home, I think that game will be in prime time, um, and then at Michigan to close out the year, and then the Big Ten Championship game if they win all those. This is all based upon your team winning it out, right? right. If Kenneth Walker, Michigan State beat Ohio State, you better believe he's got a really good chance to win the right. Heisman Trophy. You're and right. you're very happy, too, you're at 85-1. Right. to 1. So we got a lot to get to. We'll still unpack that game because, man, Kenneth Walker was something else. He was something else. And Jim Harbaugh was also something else. <laughs> Not in a good way. Should I hedge? Will the Braves take care of business? We'll talk to Mike Farron next. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ, I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap as the Chiefs down three and uh, a drop pass inside the 15-yard line. We'll bring up second down and 10 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Quick check of the live line. And uh, the Giants plus 215 right now. And the spread at Chiefs minus four as they trail 17 to 14. Well, last night, I was very excited in the first inning, as I mentioned. Okay. Grand slam from the Braves. Yes. Thinking, whoo, here we go. Here we go. Bring home that 16 to one ticket. Uh, And slowly but surely, chipping away. Chip, 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 chip. And the Astros get it done. A man who's been on the scene for all of these World Series games doing fine work with MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. It is Mike Farron who joins us right now live from his uh, hotel room in Houston, Texas. Mike, which Max Freed are we going to see? I need to know because I'm a little bit nervous because, man, this dude was unbelievable in April and September. Last couple starts, he's been a bit shaky, so... Who do you expect to arrive tomorrow night in Houston? Yeah, I actually think he threw the ball better, Tim, than what the results were in Game 2 of the World Series. If you go back and look at a lot of the data on the balls in play uh, on him, I think there was only one ball that was 95 miles an hour or harder. That's what we would categorize as a hard-hit ball. Houston found some holes, and I think he was significantly better um, despite what the, the results looked like than what he had been in his final start in Game 5 of the LCS. So, um, you know, maybe there's a little bit more anxiety like there was then because it's a chance to clinch, but I think now that he's been through that, that he's been through a World Series game, you know, all of those things, I think he's going to be fine. Um, and I think clearly that, that Atlanta has the pitching matchup tomorrow night because Houston's going to go to Luis Garcia on short rest. So, I'm really not all that concerned about, um, you know, a Max Freed clunker. I think it, if if he loses, it'll be more because, you know, Houston's offense is really good and they take advantage of a few mistakes, or they are able to string together hits in the way that they that they did um, in Game Two. But but really, I mean, for the most part, I thought Freed threw the ball well, and you know, after that second inning, I think there was a stretch where he set down ten in a row. So, um, not really worried about him tomorrow. Mike, first of all, give a shout-out to all the people out in Ahwatukee. I had some great, great, great time <laughs> in, in the yes. wonderful city of Phoenix. Having said that, never doubt the Jared Curl. Garcia <laughs> is channeling his inner young Dwight Gooden, so don't be surprised if he pitches a gym tomorrow in Game 6. Having said that, everybody's going to talk about the pitching matchups, but if you peel back the layers just a little bit, give me a couple things that you think we should watch early in this game that will kind of – let you know who who has the momentum. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it's a really good question, Sean. And I think I think some of it is, you know, like for 
for free, let's say, how, how he is able to land his curveball, if he's able to get it for a called strike early in the game. You know, that's his, his you know, best secondary pitch. And so he, if he's able to do that in the first inning, I think that's, that's important. I would even watch the first pitch of the game because, um, you know, Jose Altuve has been very aggressive against him or against all, all of the Braves pitchers. And Tucker Davidson in game five started him off with a breaking ball first pitch. You don't generally see that. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see either, either a slider or a curveball first pitch from, from um, free to open the game. For Garcia, I think it's, you know, really it's about power. It's about his fastball and his cutter. And he got a tons of swings and misses on his cutter. It's really hard. It's in the high 80s. Uh, for velocity, and if he can bring velocity early in the game and challenge those Atlanta hitters, and especially, especially the right-handed hitters that they have in the lineup, um, I think that's a, a good sign for him. So I think that's something to keep an eye on, um, you know, from the pitching side too. Although you know he's going on short rest, so I don't expect him to go particularly deep into this game. I think you're going to be into Houston's bullpen, which has been excellent too. I think the other thing to watch if, like, if you're looking for things to watch offensively, I would watch. Um, you know, Altuve, I would watch Correa specifically. I know they're the stars for Houston, but um, Altuve, I really felt like the last two games in Atlanta swung the bat a lot better. I think Correa having a three-hit night, you know, he had, had, what, two hits in the World Series up to that point. I think those are important guys. My guess is that Correa hits in the three-hole again, which is not where he had been for most of the season, but um, with Bregman struggling, they moved him to that. So, you know, watch their at-bats early in the game. If you see Altuve hit a ball hard to center field, or to left center field, that's a good sign. If you see Correa drive one to right center, that's a really good sign uh, for them. And for Atlanta, I think a lot of it is going to be, you know, I would assume with the righty that Eddie Rosario is going to be in the leadoff spot. Rosario and Freeman have been their two best hitters this postseason uh, overall. And that's going to be a difficult spot to navigate for Garcia, who's significantly better against righties than he is lefties. If they can get off to a fast start, whether it's inning one, inning three, you know, the first or second plate appearance, I think those are guys to keep an eye on to help drive the Atlanta offense. You know, Mike, it seems like it hadn't really been like one hero. It's really been spread out. You know, a lot of guys coming through in clutch situations for both teams. But ultimately, someone has to win the MVP award. Uh, Give me right now who you think it would be if it was the Braves and also if it's the Astros that ultimately win the series. Or is it still up in the air? Yeah, I think it's up in the air, Sean. I, I mean, I think, you know, like I was thinking last night going into it, you know, like, okay, who would I vote for for MVP? you know, before the game started. And I was like, I kind of think it's A.J. Minter. You know, he had been, he was kind of a representative of that Braves bullpen, which has been so great. Um, and he had thrown the ball really well. And then yesterday he gets charged with three runs. So you're like, you know, maybe it's not him. Um, I, I mean, I really think Atlanta's pen has been the big reason why they're in this position. So if you wanted to make a selection from that group, whether it be Tyler Matzik or, or even Will Smith, who's been finishing games, I think that's a reasonable choice. You know, for Houston, I think it's going to have to come down to their offense. I don't think that they really have somebody that's that yet. Now, Correa, certainly, if he puts together multi-hit efforts in the last two and they end up winning it, I think he's a pretty good candidate. Um, you know, I think the, the fact that he swung the bat better, that, um, you know, we, I loved it in the, uh, the uh, Boston series in the LCS when he was tapping on his watch, hmm. that it's his time. <laughs> like, this is his time, right? And the other part of it is that this could be, you know, tomorrow or, or Wednesday, could be his last game in an Astros uniform. You know, he's a free agent uh, five days after the World Series, and he's been such an important part of this run for them that I think it's a, I think it's a pretty big, big couple of days for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he rises to the occasion. If Houston wins, I think he will probably carry them over these final two games, and I would say that he would be the most likely candidate, even though the numbers don't necessarily support that to this point. Talk once again to Mike Farron uh, covering the World Series. He's down in Houston for MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. Uh, Mike, you know, the last time we saw the Astros in this situation was two years ago. They were up 3-2, heading back home, and they lost both of those games to the Nationals. Now the the, the script is a bit flipped. They were down 3-1. They, uh, they stave off elimination. You know, when you look at the Braves in this spot, um, I, I it, it seems silly to even ask this question, but... How important is tomorrow for the Braves? With Freed on the hill, with the Astros pitching Garcia on short rest, uh, is this is this the spot where the Braves have to do it? Do you not want to have a Game 7 uh, in Houston, 3-3, and you know who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think because of the who knows what's going to happen, I think that's the big reason why. I mean, 
Game sevens are, you know, weird stuff happens in game sevens, right? I mean, weird stuff ha- happened traditionally in game six. I mean, some of the best World Series games or a good chunk of them, I would say, have been game sixes, the most memorable ones. Um, so you know, keep that in mind going into tomorrow night. Game sevens, though, I mean, weird stuff happens, right? I mean, it's a winner-take-all game. So, so um, you're much more aggressive in the moves that you make both offensively and defensively than you would be even to this point through the World Series where both teams have been very aggressive, especially with the pitching staff. Um, so from that standpoint, yeah, I think it's important. But, but I don't think it's one of those things where, like, if Atlanta loses tomorrow, they lose game seven, like that it's a fait accompli. You know, I think they do have the pitching edge again. Um, you know, I didn't think Ian Anderson threw quite as well as what the line score showed. I mean, five no-hit innings is great, but it was almost a one-to-one ball-to-strike ratio. I think he's capable of a little bit more, and I think he you know, might have a slight advantage over Jose Urquidy, who um, would likely get the ball in game seven. But it's going to get into those bullpens really fast. And so, you know, can somebody else step up? Well, I mean, there's certainly a lot of competent offensive players in Atlanta's lineup, and their bullpen has been terrific to this point. So I don't think that it's necessarily that they, that, you know, if they lose tomorrow, that the World Series is going to go Houston's way. But I do think that, that, you know, you would like to get it closed out as quickly as possible. And there is a clear advantage on the mound for them. I mean, mm-hmm. they have the advantage going into tomorrow night. Now, that said, don't believe anything that I just told you because I haven't been able to predict anything in the last two rounds of this postseason where the damn, so like, it's clear that I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's been that kind of postseason, right? I mean, like we, we're coming off 2020 where guys barely threw, and there's just so much uncertainty in any of these games. Mike, always appreciate it, and uh, I'm glad the travels to Houston a little better than the travels to Atlanta. We'll talk to you soon, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, the delays were far more minor. Tim Sean, appreciate the time. Take care, guys. There he is, Mike Farron from MLB Network Radio. We got a tie ball game in Kansas City. Gets you updated top of the hour right here on the Nightcap. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.